Well, greetings, everybody. This is Karen Sullivan with Aging Women Know. And today I have my friend, Brenda Bach, is here. And she's going to talk about looking back. Good morning, Brenda. How are you? Good morning, Karen. I am doing well. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me on to your talk show. I'm glad to have you here because I know we've had great conversations before and I've always thought, oh my goodness, this should be on the podcast. So So this is terrific. So where do you live? What's the proximity? You know, people don't need to realize I'm talking to people all over the United States. So where's your home? I'm in central Pennsylvania, just north of State College, which is home of Penn State. Aha, Penn State. Yay. Um, so, and you, uh, you're going to begin to tell us a little bit and tell me about looking back and, uh, what you're, what you're trying to get the, get the audience to understand today. So there are two major, um, areas in my life that as I look back on every road taken, it was leading to me to where I am today. And I know that God's hand was in all of that. And it becomes more clear as you get to where he meant for you to be. So it's just very eye-opening and I'm very grateful for his direction. And so my goal here is just to share. And so that maybe others who might feel discouraged or not really seeing it for what it is, maybe they'll look at their own lives and think, hmm, Maybe God was with me and and guiding me throughout that whole time period. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of my idea right now for my reason for sharing what I'm going to share today. I love it. I really love it. All righty. So let's see. It all started. (laughs) Once upon a time (laughs) in a faraway land on a farm. Um, I grew up on a farm in Williamsport, actually South Williamsport, Pennsylvania. And it was my mom and my dad. I had two older brothers who were my half brothers, which I never considered half brothers. Um, They were just my brothers. They were with me my whole life. And then a younger sister. So there were six of us. And we had great memories growing up on the farm. We played in the sand and the dirt. Uh, We worked in the fields, uh, rode snowmobiles in the wintertime and four wheelers in the summertime. Uh, We just always had fun things to do on the farm. We grew up by the river. There were floods. It was, of course, flooding is stressful for adults, but for kids, it was exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So that was was pretty much my childhood until the age of 11. And then my mom told us that uh, she and my dad were getting divorced, which is a complete shocker to us because... Like, I never knew anything was wrong. My parents didn't fight or argue or there just didn't seem to be anything wrong there. So they divorced and my brothers went with my mom and my sister and I stayed on the farm with my dad. So that changed a lot in my childhood. And I kind of knew right then, like I put it in my mind then that divorce is not something I wanted as an adult. Um, cause so that, I mean, nobody does, nobody right. does, right. but that's just what I started thinking early on, you know, as I started to date and get older. Yeah. So, um, and another thing somebody told me is you marry the person that you can't live without. 
So that was another thing. And those were like two very key things in my mind as I went through like. That was part of your gauntlet, you know, right? So right. you had this measuring rod. That's that's good. That's great. And it's good to have that measuring rod because in each relationship, I would ask myself, is this someone that I can't live without? And I only had three major relationships that I really had to stop and ask myself that question. Um, I dated the same guy all through high school and um, he was two years older than me so he went in the military. We got engaged end of my senior year which is pretty young. Yeah. And uh, but when I went to college I met somebody else and it just showed me how different life could be with somebody else you know so I mm-hmm. broke off my engagement and uh, started dating this guy and you know like I said this is I felt like looking back like this is how God directed my life mm-hmm. right. um, so I finished college it was two years school I went to I moved to Belfont Pennsylvania which is on the other side of State College um, I moved there with not with him but you know got my own apartment I was out on my own then paying my own bills and stuff got this job for a doctor I worked there for nine months and decided very boldly to go in and ask for a raise because things were tight and so I walked in and the business manager came in and um, I said um, I'd really like to speak to you if you have time today and he said yes I'd like to speak to you as well so we went back into his office and he said why don't you go first and I thought looking back I'm like why did he do that to me but he let me go first and I asked you know told him the circumstances and asked for if I could have a raise and he says, well, let me tell you where we're at right now. We just lost a doctor. We're overstaffed. You're a low man on the totem pole, and you are actually finished here as of today. You may hand in your keys and go. Holy moly. <laughs> oh, my God. Quite the shocker. Yeah. Um, so I went through that whole grieving process of losing my job and um And my dad told me I needed to get on board and go sign up for unemployment, which at the time I thought was absurd. You shouldn't get paid when you're not working. That's, that was my thought. And my dad's like, you get in there right now. (laughs) So I went in and signed up for unemployment. But anyways, that took my life in a completely different direction. You know, they always say when one door closes, another one opens. And this, if I hadn't been pushed out of that job, I would have stayed there. But then I ended up with a job at Penn State. And that just up, opened up again a whole new world. Um, new opportunities, new training. Uh, I met so many new people. Fantastic job. I loved, loved my job. And so I was there for 15 years. During wow. that time, yes, yeah, th- during that time, you know, and I had also broken up with the, the college boyfriend after about three years. After a couple years later, I started dating someone else. And after three years with him, you know, I started to push 30. And I'm like, he definitely was not someone I was going to spend the rest of my life with. And I knew that I needed to get out of that. And so I did. And so I start. I thought, you know, being young and single, I have this great opportunity right now. I had lots of time. I need to get involved and, and give back in some way. So I got involved in the State College JCs, which we did a ton of community service work. Um, and I grew through that, you know, through that time. And I, be- I was president my last year in that. But it was also kind of like being in a singles club, 
you know, like, uh. <laughs> so after four years and also what I did when I signed up for that, I also became a big sister to the big brother, big sister program. Oh, and great program. It, it, yeah. it really was like, I had two little sisters. They were, they were sisters and I just really enjoyed my time with them. And, and we, we got to do a lot of cool things together, but after four years of that, and now I'm reaching 32, 33. I'm like, dear God, please bring me a husband. Because, you know, up until that point, no one had, there was just no one that I felt was worthy of marrying and spending my life with. So there, about five years into working for Penn State, I met this guy through a graduate student that was in my department. And for the next 10 years, I ran into him in random places. And they were always kind of farm related, um, like Ag Progress Days at Penn State and the Antique Machinery Show, um, I, and which were big events. And for me to run into him there was pretty amazing. Mm. Um, I'd see him downtown at lunch and so on. And, and then finally one day, my girlfriend who was in the GCs with me um, said, hey, my department's throwing me a party you know, I've been there for 18 years and they're throwing me a party. I'd really like for you to be there. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I really did. I wasn't really crazy about going. I, I was headed to Williamsport to visit my family for the weekend, but I went and I, when I walked into this restaurant, I looked down at the bar and I was like, oh my goodness, there's Randall. I forgot he worked in this department. I said to my girlfriend, I'm going to go down and I'm going to say hi to him. She says, okay. So I went down and I said hello to him and he turned around and looked at me and goes, hello, Brenda. <laughs> and it was like, it was over. It was over from then on. Like we spent the night together, like talking, we had dinner together during this event and made arrangements to see each other um, the following week. And um, we were engaged six months later and married seven months after that. Oh, wow. Oh my goodness. So finally at age 35, I finally got married and I kind of went full circle as far as like I now live on his family farm and my children are the fifth generation of box to live here. And uh -huh. it's, it's a, just a very happy life. We're very happy together. And he was well worth the wait for sure. And I just appreciated all the paths that I had to go through, the different roads, broken roads even, you know, to get to mm -hmm. this point. Mm -hmm. That's exciting. Wow, what a neat, neat story. And he did he ever share with you, you know, when he had an idea that you were the one? Well. Guys well, don't usually do that, but I'm asking anyway. <laughs> Well, um, I don't know. I think we kind of, he, he did ask me out for lunch during a time in that 10 year period. And I mm -hmm. was dating someone else. And I said, I don't even know why I went out to lunch with you because I was dating someone. And he goes, I knew then that you weren't happy. He didn't pursue it or, or right. you know, or anything. We just had lunch and that was it. But literally within all right so we started we saw that party was on may 17th and like a couple of weeks later we were planning the our kitchen together oh golly <laughs> he was putting in a new kitchen and i mean it just 
went very quickly. Like we just knew, we both knew. Right. I guess he told his friend after one of our first dates that I'd soon be getting my wedding dress. Oh my gracious. That's neat. That's yeah. really neat. But you know, when we talked about being with someone that you can't be without, we would go out to lunch for during the day. And then, you know, he lived about 30 minutes away from me. So we go to lunch and then at lunchtime, he'd give me a kiss and say, I'll see you tomorrow. And tomorrow just seems so far away. Uh-huh. Like that just was too long to wait to like be with him again. Right. And so we just, you know, we just really enjoyed being together. And mm-hmm. But it went fast. I was pregnant on our first anniversary and, and pregnant shortly after that, after I gave birth to our first child, Sarah. So mm-hmm. two kids in a couple years and... It was fast and furious. <laughs> <laughs> so, and since then, have you continued to see the hand of God working through your life? Yes, there is another time that really, really stands out to me. And that was when um, one day my son was in preschool and I had just a little bit of time before I had to go pick him up. And I felt this very strong, strong urge to go to Goodwill. And I thought, this is weird because I like really felt like I needed to be there. So in the few minutes I had, I ran down there. It's just between here and the preschool, basically. Walked in the front door and there was a woman that I had known for over 30 years. Um, She was a Shackley distributor. Uh, My mother was a distributor under her. And she was just always very lively, very vibrant. She was happy to see me. Apparently, her well, not apparently, that's another thing. Her sister lives in town here. And so she was in town visiting her sister. And, um, but she just asked me what I was doing. And I said, oh, I'm a stay-at-home mom, a couple other things. And I excused myself because I was on a tight schedule. I wanted to go back and look at the kids' clothes and stuff. Well, she followed me back there. And I thought, oh, my. And then she started talking about Shackley and this business opportunity and cars and cash, which... You know, I had no interest in, I didn't, I have no interest in a business and all of that. I was very happy with where I was at just being a stay-at-home mom. But what was bothering me and kind of working in my mind is my mom had been going through um, cancer treatments. Well, she was currently in remission, but I thought, you know what? There's a reason why more people are getting cancer these days. And I didn't know what it was, but I knew that there was something that's causing it. And I was wondering what I could do to help prevent that from my family. But, you know, I had no idea where to start. But the more I thought about Shackley, I thought, well, maybe, maybe this is where I'm supposed to start. Because I, you know, didn't have a lot of money to waste on products that don't work or weren't as safe as what I was told they were. So I talked to, after a lot of prayer and research, I talked to my husband. I said, you know, I think this Shackley thing is what I'm supposed to do. And he said, my dad swore by Shackley. And I was, I was shocked. Wow. I'm like, what are you talking about? Well, his dad had cancer. And when his parents got married, he was only expected to live for two years. But they went ahead and got married anyway. And he, they were married for 30 years before he passed. Wow. So I thought that was like... A great testimony to the product and, and life with Shackley. Mm-hmm. And then the other person that I told was kind of quietly, you know, like, oh, I started a new business. And they're like, well, what are you doing? And I said, have you ever heard of Shackley? This is my pastor's wife. 
And she goes, oh, yeah. And her husband's sister was really big in Shackley. I thought, okay, this is definitely what I'm supposed to do, <laughs> whether I like it or not. <laughs> right. And, you know, the thing that we um, that we know and we're not saying that it cures, the products cure things, but they help the body in conjunction with nature to have all of the um, nutrition that you need so that your body can fight off uh, different things, sometimes with the help of medical care and sometimes without, you know, and uh, so that's incredible. That is so neat. Well, what I didn't understand or what I didn't know at the time, so this was Thanksgiving weekend that I signed up to be a distributor. Um, What I didn't know what was coming down the road. So January 4th, so as I'm learning, I'm excited about Shackley and I'm learning. My mom is learning with me because, like I said, she had been a distributor when I was young. So she's familiar with Shackley. She was taking a few things, but she was learning all the new things with me. And um, But January 4th, she was told that her cancer had returned. And she says, you know what? I want to do this program called the Prescription for a Healthier Life or Rx for a Healthier Life. And at the time, I thought, boy, that's that's a lot of money. But actually, it was only a couple hundred bucks, and she could well afford it. But mm-hmm. I, what I what I learned through her time and through her journey with cancer is that that was such a gift because mm-hmm. I really felt that that nutrition helped to sustain her to for her body to fight back and to give her a better life while she was fighting that. I still lost mm-hmm. my mom, but I think I would have lost her much sooner. And... I don't think her journey would have been as great as it was. I mean, she was walking around herself, walking around her house, getting things in order the night that she passed because she knew her time was coming. And God's timing was absolutely, truly amazing. Like, I wish I would have kept a journal of how he was working um, in every way, Mm -hmm. you know, to help us through that time. And so I was very grateful for Shackley, but not only that, so I did lose my mom, but what it's done for my family and how we've been able to remove the toxins from our environment. And now we take our own nutrition and we're, we're just, we've been building a healthier life just through small sustainable steps. And, and that's, that's been an 11 year journey now since I started this. And so that's another way I just feel like God has really had his hand in my life and I'm very thankful that he's here for me and it's it's just been an awesome ride. That's, <laughs> awesome journey. That's so neat. That's really exciting, Brenda. Gosh. And so now you're looking forward with all the hope and optimism that comes from having a great track record of things happening for you. And so I guess, is there one last thing you'd like to say to uh, the people out there? I would say, you know, look for the ways in which God is working within your life. Um, He's always there. He's always working. He's always guiding you. If you have that small voice inside of you saying, go to Goodwill today, go to Goodwill, (laughs) go to Goodwill. You don't know what's waiting there for you. My my friend Ethel, the, the person who I saw there, she goes, you are the best thing I ever got at Goodwill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's neat. That's terrific. Well, gosh, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been a great, great time. Thank you, Brenda. Thank you, Karen. 
And well, next week, guys, we'll do it again as the holiday is coming around. Watch for God working in your life because we know he's there. Amen. We do. Thank you.